Hello and welcome. This is Friend Request. I'm your host, Justin Lamb, and this is episode 160, 160, who knew, with my friend Jacob Bellamy. I met Jacob in school. Yes, I say that as an adult person. Um, But I I was so excited to sit down with him and learn more about him because Jacob's a little bit quiet. And I was like, what's the mystery here? Let's have a chat. So I was very excited to uh, to find out that I was correct. Jacob is delightful. But I'll let you decide for yourself. And without further ado, here's my friend, Jacob. You and I have lots in common. My request is sent. Would you like to be my friend? Would you like to be my friend? I keep forgetting to order these because the only time I think about it is like moments right now. Yeah. I'm not going to be like, hey, hold on. I got to look at some mic stands. Right. I got to turn the <laughs> furnace off though because otherwise it'll come on behind you and be very loud. Oh, okay. Bum, 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 bum. What do you got going on today? Um, other than the cheesecake baking, nothing really. I have so many questions about that. <laughs> do you? <laughs> yeah, well, oh, we'll get there. I, <laughs> I'm more than happy to talk about my baking escapades, cheesecakes. Well, okay. Well, let's jump into that real more. quick. Okay. <laughs> Just because I, I, I want clarification. Okay. And gotcha. So I'll say, cause I, I was talking to you yesterday and you asked me about timing cause you have some cheesecakes to bake. Yes, I do. I do. I got a couple to bake. Yeah. Why do you have cheesecakes to bake? We'll see. I consider myself. <laughs> Very humbly, a micro celebrity at work because, okay. uh, probably like a year and a half ago, I brought in a cheesecake for a potluck for the for the unit that I work on in the hospital. Okay. Everybody fell in love with it, and now everybody knows about it, and they know how good my cheesecakes are, and it's just spread like wildfire. And now everybody knows me for my cheesecakes, and they always ask me for one, like Jacob, you should bake me a cheesecake. You should bake me a cheesecake. It's my birthday. It's it's Christmas. It's Valentine's. I want a cheesecake, and it's got to the point like. I got to start charging people now. Yeah. So I charged like 20 bucks for a cheesecake. Nice. And I got two orders a couple of days ago for um, a couple of managers. And they're like, Jacob, I want cheesecake. I'm like, okay, uh, give me 20 bucks and we're good. That's so, amazing. Yeah. Well, all right. That's is there, is there a, I probably won't share it if there is, but is there some <laughs> sort of secret uh, Jacob recipe for cheesecake? Nope. I just... literally got my recipe from um, all recipes on yeah. <laughs> That's where I get a lot of my Christmas cookie recipes. That's where I got it. And it's just, you know, I've baked it so many times I've kind of perfected it now. So it's just, I just use that. There's no secret recipe. I mean, you could find it really easily. But that's funny. What a funny little uh, (laughs) hobby slash side hustle. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And do you enjoy baking? I love baking. Oh my gosh. That would be the catch 22, right? Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Because like I have, I was just thinking about this too. Like I'm always doing some side gig of some sort. Um, mm-hmm. and like, it's, it's all relative to like my own money story and growing up with like less than I wanted or whatever that looks like. And so I'm always, yeah, I could be making, you know, hundreds of thousands of dollars a year and I'd still be like, all right, I'm going to sell this action figure on eBay for 20 bucks. Yeah. <laughs> just a little just bit like more. My mentality. Mm-hmm. Um, well that's fun. Cheesecake. Yeah. Cause yeah. when you said that, I was like, well, it sounds like he has orders but I feel like he would only have orders if it was part of his job. And I'm almost positive I know what his job is. And it's uh-huh. not cheesecake. Yeah. <laughs> or like in a, some capacity at a bakery. So, mm-hmm. okay. Good to know. Good to know. Yeah. Yeah. I don't I don't work at a bakery. I work at a hospital. So, I mean, cheesecake is just kind of my side thing. Yeah. <laughs> Comfort food. <laughs> yes. After a long day of, mm-hmm. uh, you know, stressful hospital things. Yeah. Um, that too, yeah. God, I would eat so many cheesecakes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I normally start these with how I know people. Yeah. Um, we met in grad school. Was it, was last semester our first class together? Uh, yeah, I'm pretty sure yeah, it was. I think it was too. Mm-hmm. Last semester and group counseling. Yeah. yeah. Great class. It was fantastic. Yeah. Um, tight group. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. I love it. Mm-hmm. Um, it was the best class that I've had this whole program, honestly. Yeah. And I, was. I'll circle back around to this, but I definitely want to talk about like, being a guy in this program oh yeah because <laughs> that's it's very it's strange like i was in a i went to an internship interview the other day 
and there was it was me and two guys in the waiting room. Okay. Um, they were clients of one of the therapists. And I was like, God, three guys in a therapy waiting room. Huh. Like, you don't see this. I can barely see three guys in like one of my classrooms. Yeah, in, class. yeah. <laughs> in the in the waiting room. So mm-hmm. it was inspiring to see. Um yeah. but also I was like, Wow, that's crazy. Uh and yeah, I'm just fascinated by uh everybody's experience. But I think it's it's a unique experience being in one of the only areas of anything really nowadays where like being a guy is a minority like being Mm -hmm. oh you're a white man that's (laughs) the white man is not normally a minority in any scenario right exactly take power away from them um but (laughs) yeah in the in the counseling um classes it's just like yeah yeah it's definitely a new experience i guess for me too i mean yeah it's comforting (laughs) but again this isn't about me i'm gonna delete everything (laughs) Let's rewind before I ever knew you. Okay. You grew up. You lived. You were born. Oh, geez. Were well, you <laughs> born see. and raised here in Michigan? I was born here in Michigan in, in Troy. Okay. Uh, lived here for a few years, like up until I was probably like three or four or something. Um, and then we moved to Tennessee because my dad's job got transferred down there okay. for a number of years. My sister was born down there. And we moved back up here probably in... Ooh, I want to say when I was like in third grade, maybe so. Well, so you weren't down there that long. Not okay. super duper long, no. But yeah, I moved back up here. Been here ever since. Okay. So, so one sibling. Yes, just one sister. sister. Yeah, three okay. years younger. Okay, oh, it's always the three years. Yeah, it seems it? to be a theme lately. That's my my age difference. Uh-huh. And, uh, I think the last two or three people I've talked to, uh-huh. three year age difference. Hmm. Very strange. Fair, funny pattern. <laughs> yeah. I'm curious to see if you're what kind of older brother you are, but we'll get there. Um, when you're born, what do your mom and dad do? Well, I was a oops baby, okay. so um, they my uh, they figured out that my mom was pregnant, and they were like, "Well, I guess we should probably get married now." So they got married. Okay, were they young? <laughs> they were pretty young, yeah. So, um, oh shoot, my dad just turned sixty, so. No, my dad was 35. Okay. My mom was 28. That's not that young. Mm-hmm. I, I was expecting him to be young. like, yeah, they're 18 and 19. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I suppose the, uh, to quote you, the oops, it can happen uh, yeah. at any age. I guess so, yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, that's okay. Um, and then what, what are they doing for work or life or whatever when you're born? So, well, at the time when I was born, my dad was still working for a um, for a car company. Okay. Um, I don't remember which one it was before this current one that he works at. My mom, she worked as a secretary for a long time. And then once she had me, she became a stay at home mom for probably a decade or so. Um, until me and my sister went into middle school and she worked in the cafeteria at the middle school and just kind of followed us up till oh, high school. Fun. Was that a good thing? Yeah, I'd say so. Okay. <laughs> for the, yeah, for the most part. So I know that can go both ways. Yeah, it was it was good having her there, just kind of like, you know, as background support, you know, yeah. in case we needed something, so. Um, you said you were how old when you moved to Tennessee? I was probably... You weren't even three because your sister wasn't born, right? Yeah, so it must have been two or three then, okay. yeah. Do you remember actually moving to Tennessee? Mm-mm. Okay. No, I remember moving back, though, because when we moved back here from Tennessee, we had, um, we had to bring three cats in the... Uh, the car with us for all driving, cats all, love driving all the way the car. <laughs> yeah my cat loved it so much that she um she uh she pooped in the kitty crate like halfway through yeah, yeah. so we had to deal with that yeah that was pretty cool oh yeah. yeah yeah i've cleaned out i've cleaned out my fair share of crap and cat crates <laughs> me too Cat's not a fan of going to the vet. Um, oh yeah, who is? None of them are. No, <laughs> that'd be, I guess that'd be weird to find like <laughs> the masochist cats. Like, let's go to the vet. Mm-hmm. Like, what? <laughs> Why are you talking? Um, <laughs> do you remember being in Tennessee at all? Like the time you actually were living there, like when your sister's born or any of that? A little bit here and there. Yeah, it's kind of foggy body, at this yeah. point now. Yeah, I mean, it was yeah. it was not a bad area. There was. Um, Obviously not as much snow down there as there is up here. There was one year where there was some snow and, you know, we were super duper overjoyed about that playing in the snow as kids. Yeah. Well, you were there um, till you were like nine, you said? Like third grade? Probably, yeah. Okay. Um, what part of Tennessee? It was Columbia, I believe. I don't know where that is. Me neither. Okay. <laughs> oh, yeah. Do you remember being like in elementary school? 
in Tennessee? A little bit, yeah. Not not a lot. I remember um, our second grade teacher in um, Tennessee. She was like super duper mean, <laughs> and so she had um, in the classroom she had a little rectangle thingy um, of fire ants. What? And yeah, I don't know why, but one day. <laughs> Um, she got bit by a fire ant and I was like real happy about it because like I didn't like an her. ant farm type deal? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, like a little ant farm of fire ants. Yeah. yeah. You want to shout her out? What's her name? <laughs> she, <laughs> might, she might not even be alive anymore. Oh, no. But it was Mrs. Bartrug. Okay. Yeah. Sorry, Bartrug. Um, <laughs> I had an evil fifth grade teacher. Oh, did you? Yeah. Yeah, my neighbor and me both had her and my neighbor went as far as to like cut out the newspaper clipping of when she when she like retired oh and then like celebrated when she <laughs> passed away <laughs> that's terrible um she was really mean but like yeah that's pretty <laughs> yeah it's a little bit um and do you so you don't have any like memory of oh i gotta leave my friends behind in third grade or anything like that i mean i can recall like feeling sad leaving them behind but yeah. i mean i was really really young so i mean it was yeah i guess i'm doesn't really affect me today kind of thing. Yeah. Know, so I hope <laughs> holding on, holding on to a yeah. lot of stuff. Yeah. It'd be third grade friendship. It'd be a big grudge. Yeah. Hold on to <laughs> <laughs> it's a long grudge. Some people held them. Yeah. Um, that's true. It's wild. Uh, you get back to Michigan. Mm-hmm. Your sister's getting to that age where she's also in elementary with you and your mom's working at school. Yep. Um, what's, what's life like at that age? The about to go into junior high age. It was it was not bad, I guess. I mean, I was excited. I was like seventy percent nervous, thirty percent excited um, for middle school. What's your social life like at that time? Um, nothing. Nothing. So, <laughs> yeah, I was I was always the quiet kid in like middle and high school. So, so what do you fill your time with? Um, well, I did my homework in classes. Yeah. Um, so I never had any homework to come home to. So I just went home, played video games okay. and went back to school. So it was video games. <laughs> that was it. Well, yeah. That's what I was wondering. <laughs> like, you know, it was video games, is it books? Is it <laughs> TV shows? Mostly video games. It was okay. a little bit of a book phase. Okay. Just, just a little phase. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, not <that> <laughs> um, books. Oh yeah. Uh, what, what video games? I'm curious. Like back then? Difference. I'm, yeah. I'm curious what you're playing when you're a kid. Ooh, let's see. <laughs> My favorite thing back then, that was the Nintendo GameCube. Oh, okay. That was my Animal favorite Crossing thing. and shit just came out, I think. I didn't play Animal Crossing. Okay. I played I played some Pokemon. Okay. I played some other stuff that I can't remember <laughs> exactly. Are you getting along with your sister, or is she the annoying little sister at that point? What does that look like? Um, I mean, it's, you know, regular brother, sister stuff. I'd say, I mean, we would get on each other's nerves sometimes, but you know, we were still pretty close. Okay. What's your relationship like with mom and dad? It was good. Yeah. Yeah. Really, really good. Yeah. Mom. Well, so is she getting off work and coming home with you guys after school then? Um, I think she stayed like a little bit later than we did when we went home from school, but yeah, we basically went home around the same time. So you weren't like home by yourselves? Mm, no, I don't think so. No, okay. I, only I can't remember actually. That's a good question. She it's must like have gotten out. Yeah, <laughs> it was like two, two and a half hours before my mom got home from work, but I was home from school. Oh yeah, just watching cartoons or just doing Mortal what you Kombat want as much as I can before she yeah comes home to like, stop. Playing Mortal <laughs> um, yeah, relatable. Um, mm-hmm. Okay, so are you like? I don't want to push the issue, but do you have like the one friend you're playing with video games or anything, or are you just by yourself that during that time? It was mostly just by myself. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. And does that stay the same when you get into junior high too? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Middle school and all throughout high school, basically. Yeah. Okay. Just me, myself and I. Yeah. <laughs> Talk to me about that. Does that get like, does that feel lonely at times? Um, oh, absolutely. Yeah. Especially back then. I mean, yeah, it was, definitely lonely definitely isolating um when does that you can remember when do you remember it starting to feel lonely because i imagine at some point it's just like this is what mm-hmm. i know and i'm enjoying myself and like then you probably getting like i don't know i'm you answer i want to, ask yeah. to answer for you no i mean yeah i think at first i was like 
kind of like getting used to it, getting into it. But yeah, eventually probably hit me. Maybe eighth or ninth grade, I would say, is when it kind of got old and stale. And I was like, you know, still just by myself. And I was like, well, this is how it is. I don't like it, but, you know, yeah, that's just how it be. So, Were there people that would, like, try to talk to you in class and stuff about random things or in group projects and like those instances um, where you're kind of forced to be in a group and communicate with each other i hated any group projects Amen. i hated them so much the fact that i'm 40 <laughs> and have to still do group projects oh my makes gosh. me very sad yeah yeah me too oh, <laughs> yeah i didn't like group projects but i i did my part of the work okay usually by myself and just kind of collaborated at the end just to figure out you know yeah. stuff like that how to put it there... all together things like when you say the eighth ninth grade and you're starting to feel lonely like are there things that you're looking at and you're like oh i wish i had that um maybe it felt like unattainable or too late or i don't know because like i remember back then even still now i was never i guess really drawn to like being super like a super sociable kind of person you know like i didn't really find the idea of like going to a party super fun yeah but those relationships yeah like I wanted, I would have liked to have like a friendship kind of thing, yeah. you know, like, you know, middle school, high school dating, that kind of stuff. Yeah. Like just to have those experiences, that would have been nice. But I mean, I mean, it, it had been just myself for so long that I was just kind of in my own kind of groove. So, yeah. I mean, did any of that at any point, maybe today, I don't think that's true for today, but uh-huh. <laughs> at any point when you were younger, was it, did it build up to be any sort of like apathy or even like aggression is not the right word, but just like, like jealousy, maybe hmm. like resenting other people for what I didn't have kind of thing. Yeah. Um, or telling yourself a narrative where like, I'm better than them. So that's why I don't hang out with them sort of deal. I wouldn't say so. No, if anything, okay. it was actually the opposite. Okay. I was, uh, <laughs> back then I was very into like self-deprecating kind of thing like i was really like in my own head always insulting myself kind of thing like very low self-esteem where does that come from you think um i i don't know i mean maybe i was just trying to blame myself for being so alone i suppose because i didn't really want to blame anyone else i guess um but yeah. yeah what are your interests at that point like when you're getting into high school, is it evolved video games or is it, have you transitioned into anything else as a hobby or anything? Um, I mean, even to this day, video games is still my main hobby. Um, we were just talking about before we started recording. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I picked up baking um, in the summer. I love gardening. Um, love gardening. I love baking. Um, I mean, I like listening to music, stuff like that. Um, I'm trying to get back into reading actually which I love to read. I just never make time for it. But, I mean, yeah. most. I mean, more or less the same hobbies, I guess. Just okay. picking up a few extras. And what does home life look like? Did you get that? Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> what does like, home life look like when you're a teenager and you're like in the thralls of it and 15, 16 and... Um, home life, I'd say was pretty normal for a kid my age then. I hate that word. <laughs> <laughs> Typical, I guess. I could so say. relative. Yeah. I uh, mean, well, for me, the normal was, you know, having an occasional argument with my parents or sister, you know, um, nothing super duper, like serious kind of thing. Um, what's like, your sister like at that point compared to you, like socially? Or is she, she like was, the opposite or are you guys both quiet or? She was definitely more outgoing than me. She definitely had friends that she would spend time with and things like that. And she would, you know, go to social gatherings and things like that. Um, And I was definitely the opposite. I would mostly just stay home and keep to myself and kind of chill. Yeah. Was there ever any... um, I'm always trying to find reasons for things, even if they're not there. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to be a terrible therapist. Um, But was there any instance of like any bullying or anything because i know like the quiet kid can sometimes be singled out because yeah specifically because they're quiet no i mean that's a good question um i mean there were a handful not a handful there were like 
two or three instances, I guess, throughout middle and high school, which is very infrequent. Yeah. Where, I mean, there would be, like, very, very light bullying, like, where someone would, you know, take my textbooks away from me kind of thing. Okay. Or they would make a snide comment to me. But it was never any consistent, like, hardcore bullying kind of thing, you know? I mean, And then younger than that, anything? No. Like elementary or anything? Okay. No, actually. I kept myself, and people just mostly left me alone in uh, school as well, so, I mean... Yeah, no, no really overt bullying, which yeah. was, you know, good, I guess. <laughs> yeah. And I, I guess I'm just, so I'm, I'm trying to see if there's a like, oh, this is, this happened. So now I am going to avoid people sort of thing. If that, there was an event like that, it sounds like there wasn't, uh-huh. um, it's just kind of quieter personality. Yeah. And then that gets a little lonely and frustrating as you get into your like teenage years. Yeah, that's a good way to put it, I'd say, yeah. Okay. And then is that, because you're, you're trying to build a social identity at some point, like, uh-huh. you know, psychologically speaking, that's kind of just how that stage works. Yes. So <laughs> what what does that shape up with? Like, how, how does high school end in that capacity um, as far as seeing that? Like, what, how is that frustration, that loneliness coming out what are your coping skills what are are you acting out in any way in an order um, to express that i wouldn't say so no i i mean i was the good i was a good student in school i never really gave the teachers any trouble never really gave my classmates any trouble didn't give any trouble to my family yeah. um so i wouldn't say that i acted out really i just i think i internalized all of it really okay so, I mean, I think that's what was really heavily weighing upon me was me internalizing everything. Was anyone telling you there was something wrong? Uh, not directly, but like, so like, like were your parents like, Hey, like Jacob, how come you're not bringing any friends home or anything like that? Um, I mean, my mom, I would say was, was more concerned about it than my dad was. Yeah. I mean, my dad worked, you know, so I didn't really see him as much as I saw my mom. I mean, every now and then she would kind of try to sit down and have a talk with me about what was going on, things like that, kind of bring up some interventions. And, you know, for a while she would occasionally suggest, like, therapy or medication. And I was very stubborn as a child, so I was always straight no for those answers, for those questions. What do you think that was? Because I feel like because of all the self-hatred that I had, I didn't feel like I deserved to go get the help. I feel like... and I. It was that, and I didn't really want to open up to anyone either. So, I mean, I was very resistant to, like, any kind of, like, intervention like that, which is ironic because now I'm going to be providing that to people. (laughs) So, I mean. That's how it works. Yeah. It took me, it took me all of middle and high school, basically, and a little bit of college, too, to actually get to the point where I was fed up with my whole situation and I wanted to do something about it. So, I went and I got some therapy and some medication and what do you know it worked so (laughs) (laughs) yeah and i'm always curious too the the negative self-talk um especially in like teenage years yeah is that just your voice in your head telling you now like or is that is there any other person or thing in your life that's telling you that you're bad or stupid or not worthy or anything it was just it was all me it, all on. it was all me saying it to myself yeah i wonder what's like where that comes from now like why why Jeez, i wish i knew because yeah, well, that's, that's fascinating because like i mean like i said nobody really like super hardcore bullied me so yeah. i didn't really have like any specific enemy to like have that bad stuff like as a source from i guess yeah so i mean I guess all all the negative self talk just came from me, so I'm always uh, that that is very frustrating for me, <laughs> just because yeah. I'm I'm always trying to find the why for things. Uh-huh. Um, and it's the reason I like do a research project that I'm not assigned because I'm like I want to know the answer. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> uh, it's, it's actually comes from being stubborn. Um, <laughs> so that yeah, that's that's uh, God, I want to drill into that so. <laughs> <laughs> it's just i'm so curious by that if i if i knew i would tell you trust me i I mean i don't think it's that yeah i I guess i'll just say when it comes to bullying and just to clarify my question i guess 
Yeah. Um, and because you said like the hardcore bullying stuff, I think speaking from personal experience, if someone's saying something to you on a daily or semi-daily basis, even if it's just like, you're stupid. Yeah. Um, that has a lasting effect. Oh, it does. As a yeah. Kid. Like I fucking hated myself because I constantly had somebody at home calling me fat, stupid loser. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I just ended up believing all that stuff about me because no one was telling me otherwise. Yeah. It just um, sticks with you. Yeah. yeah. And that's, that's where I was asking that question is I was like, even though like, yeah, no one was like beating the shit out of you or anything. If there was somebody that was just like being a fucking dickhead, usually uh-huh. that could still have a long lasting effect. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I know kids are fucking cruel. <laughs> yeah, Again, they can be. Yeah. Personal experience. <laughs> so that's why I, I was venturing down that rabbit hole. Oh, yeah. Um, that's my thought process there. I'm curious, before we hop into college and everything, um, academically, did the quietness pay off like you? Oh, yeah, for sure. 100%. I mean, <laughs> I, I always like to say even back then, since I had no friends, I had more time to study. Yeah. Even though I never studied, I just had... I had a lot more time to like just do my homework and not worry about anything else. You know, like I didn't have to, I don't know how to explain this. I didn't have to worry about putting brain energy into like a friendship or any other stuff like that. Like I just had to go to school, do the homework, get a good grade and then just repeat for the rest of school until I graduate. So, I mean, it paid off. Yeah. You just like graduate with a 4.0 and, um, like 3.8 or 9 or something, I think, yeah. So I graduated with half of that. <laughs> <laughs> you still graduated, though, so there yeah. you go. I've been the, I, I, I always follow that up. Uh, this is like my need to validate myself. I always follow that up with, yeah. I've also been on the dean's list for all of my college. Yeah. <laughs> so it's important to point that out. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, and so college is, is that the expectation from family and everything? Like at that point in your life, you're going to graduate and go to college? Mm -hmm. pretty much yeah i mean i didn't have anything else really that i wanted to do other than go to college and figure out a major yeah like i definitely didn't want to go into the military i didn't want to do a trade yeah um i didn't want to like work at retail forever so i mean (laughs) amen yeah Uh, (laughs) and this is so well i'm curious about this just from a family standpoint because you just you said your dad worked for a car company you don't have to like say like the brands or anything Uh but if I'm doing math correctly, at some point when you're a teenager, everything fell to shit. Like what 2008, 2009, when all the, like everything, the whole housing flop and, and car industry, like everything. Oh, the recession. Um, did, did, like, was your family impacted by that? Because your dad was working in that industry? You know, I remember actually, yeah, I think my dad was out of a job for maybe a year or less, I believe. Um, so we were, I remember being worried about that. Definitely. You know, yeah. my mom especially was really worried, but I mean, we were able to, how old have you been then? Uh, gee, in 2008. Yeah. Uh, be 10, okay. 10 or 11. I think. Yeah. That's gotta be such a strange experience. Cause you don't really understand what's going on. So you yeah. like, don't know economics at that age. Yeah. <laughs> but at the same time, you're like, why is dad home? <laughs> uh, right. Cause how often were you seeing him? On a normal work day? I mean, I would, like, on a work day, like, he would come home probably maybe five or six o'clock, okay. I think. So, I mean, we would you have... like, a family dinner family? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, we were. Every night? Pretty much, yeah. <sighs> yeah. It's so strange. My, wife, my <laughs> wife's family is the same way, and, like, uh-huh. I just, I, I didn't have that. Uh, and it's, like, we, we eat dinner occasionally, but, like, uh-huh. give me some of them uh, kid cuisines, man. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Yeah. Okay. So that's, I like that though, because everything you've said, um, about your family feels like that wasn't really an issue. Relationships were good. Um, yeah. And based on just how you recall your dad being out of work, I imagine your parents didn't put a lot of stuff on you. Like you were kind of shielded from their shit that they were dealing with as as adults. I would say so. Yeah. I didn't really have to like step up and, you know, start contributing significantly. I wouldn't say so that like thankful for, are you able to look back and be like, those are some pretty cool resiliency factors where you have like, you have this supportive home. You're there's proper boundaries in place. You're not taking on like the shit of your parents anxiety or whatever that is. Yeah. Um, 
Because if you add that stuff into how you're already feeling at that age, uh-huh. that, that can go in a very dark direction. Yes, it could. So yeah. That's that's really cool that you had that, that yeah. environment growing up. In yeah. And I guess I never really actually recognized that until honestly now. But I mean, yeah, that was definitely a good kind of backbone yeah. to, you know, have. So, I mean, yeah. Yeah. Cause I, well, and that's, that's why I asked about the recession thing. So I was like, I feel like that in a lot of families, that would have been a huge event. And yeah, know, uh, especially if there aren't those boundaries, cause then right. it's like, why are mom and dad screaming? Yeah. What do you mean? Bills? Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, that's, that's great. Um, <laughs> what college do you sign on? <laughs> What's that? What college did you decide on? Um, Where'd you get your undergrad? Oh, uh, OCC. Oh, okay. Well, I well, did. Yeah. I got my so um, you go to associates OCC there. Outside of, uh, outside of high school? Yeah. Grad, uh, finish high school, go to OCC for... Was that just for financial reasons? Um, I mean, I pretty much, yeah. I mean, okay. like at the time, I still didn't really have any friends still. So, I mean, I didn't really have a reason to like, follow anybody or go to like a big fancy college, you You're know? Still, well, and I only ask that cause, um, if I talk to someone that's got like a really good GPA and they, you could go to like a state university or whatever. Yeah. Um, and then they say they go to OCC or a community college for those not around here. Um, <laughs> it's typically like, yeah. Cause why should I spend, you know, 10 grand a semester when I can spend 700 bucks yeah. for the first two years. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And don't get me wrong. I mean, I got OCC degrees coming out my ass up there. I spent way too long, yeah. <laughs> but I, I was just curious if you had that opportunity, if it was a like stay at home, save money sort of deal, or if it was a like some, something else. Um, I mean, yeah, that's probably the biggest part about it was, you know, just saving so much money. Yeah. Um, I mean, I never really even considered going to any place other than OCC. Cause I didn't really want to, move anywhere for you know for college at that point um i mean i really was still just wanting to like figure out what i wanted to major in and so i didn't really have a solid plan set out just yet so i mean i think just going to occ keeping it cheap and simple and i could still commute would be the best way to figure out what i want to do so you're living at home going to occ yeah what is the impetus to i'm gonna go see a therapist i'm tired of this Oh, that was, I want to say that was, if I can do my math right this time, (laughs) not last year or the year, it was about, I want to say three years ago around this time, I believe is when I decided to start therapy. Are you, so you, have you moved on to a university at that point? Are you still at I was, I think I was in the middle of my, um, my BA in psych at OU. Okay. I believe. Okay. So, yeah. Did the classes then play a role in that? Cause uh, when you say like, I know a lot of people that are even like what we're doing right now, right? In, yeah. In school to become a counselor. I imagine you can ask most of those people, like, did you take an intro to psych course and get psyched up about something? Yeah. <laughs> Use the word psyched too many times, but you get the idea. Uh-huh. Uh, cause I think that's probably a commonality where you're like hearing stuff. You're like, Oh, like some of this shit's explainable. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Feelings <laughs> have explanations. Uh-huh. Um, was that lighting up inside you at that point when you're, cause if you're majoring and I imagine you're taking more than intro. I would say probably. Yeah. Cause yeah. I mean, so initially when I first enrolled into OCC and like at the end of high school, I had it in my brain that I wanted to be an accountant Okay. because I figured desk job, I'm good with numbers. Don't talk to people. It's perfect. Yeah. Um, and then I got to OCC and then I took an intro to psych course and yeah, that, that's when I <laughs> fell in love with it. Yeah. Um, congrats on majoring in psych cause that's, <laughs> it, it gets deep quick. Um, like research and terminology and yeah. Yeah, I can. <laughs> uh, okay. So you're taking psych classes. Some things are lighting up. Yeah. You decide, I, I got to make a change. Uh-huh. Yeah. Well, t- walk me through that process. So, I mean, I, like I said, I took intro to psych and I just took more and more psych classes after that. Yeah. Um, took a few philosophy classes because I like philosophy, but mostly psych. So I got my associates at OCC, went, er, went to OU 
for psych for psychology and like i think about a year into the program at ou for psychology um i was just you know majoring in psych and um, i don't think there was any specific moment like in class where i was like where it clicked where i wanted to like start making changes for myself yeah I but I do remember uh in my room at my last apartment I was just kind of sitting at my computer desk and I was feeling crappy and depressed and I was just I was in the mindset where I didn't want to fall into you know self-pity like I usually do and just kind of wallow in it and Tired of do cycle. nothing and I wanted to do something yeah. cuz I mean, at that point, I was thinking back, it had been so long, like such a big part of my life where I was just alone and had no friends and just feeling like shit. Yeah. And I was just like, I want to do something about it. I want to fix it. And I know how to. It's just a matter of if I'm going to do it. And so I was just at the point where it's like I was just fed up with it all. And I was like, well, I might as well do something about it. So, I mean, that's kind of how it went, you know, yeah. even though I was scared to do it i felt like i was finally ready to do it you know can you tell me about that experience of like the actual point of getting to the the chair right uh-huh finding somebody getting the nerve up scheduling go like yeah do you remember that pretty well because because of the weight <laughs> of those moments not super well okay. i don't think i remember it um because like back um in like middle school i want to say or maybe it was like ninth grade my mom had taken me to this therapist that you know all of us were seeing like me my sister and my mom were all seeing her not in the same sessions but like individually yeah. and i just didn't like her she did i did not vibe with her at all like she was this you know, sweet little Christian woman, and she was nice, but I, I don't know, I just, I, I think at that point, I was that young, and I just, my, I myself was not ready to start opening up to people, Yeah. and, like, when I, like, the, the three years ago when I did, I was, I was ready, you know, yeah. I think that's, like, a big part of why I went for therapy at the time that I did then, was because I was ready, you know. Do you feel like in any sort of like accelerated capacity in the last few years, you've been able to give yourself, not necessarily like show people, but like give yourself an identity in ways that you weren't before? Um, an identity. Like, like when we were talking about social identity and like figuring out who you are. Uh -huh. um, and when you're isolated like that, sometimes it's difficult to like answer that question who am i <laughs> right did you find clarity in answering that question like do you feel a little more secure like today uh, in your body and with who you are oh. sitting here than oh yeah definitely okay. i mean oh my gosh i wouldn't have <laughs> i wouldn't have even talked to you at all if i was still yeah. myself from back then <laughs> <laughs> like so, like sometimes even still i will think back to like how i was in middle school and high school and I compare it to now and it's just like a night and day difference okay. and that's just I love doing that because it makes me appreciate you know how far I've come yeah. you know and so I like as for my identity I mean I would still consider myself the quiet kid obviously yeah. I'm sure you can attest to but that you, I think you you're more <laughs> secure in being the quiet kid yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm I'm secure in it I'd say yeah like I'm I'm the quiet kid but you know if someone wants to talk to me I don't mind talking to them you yeah. know kind of thing like like I I'm fine being left alone, but I I'm fine also talking to people kind of thing. Yeah. So yeah, I'm definitely a lot more comfortable in my own skin. That's so cool. that's good. Yeah. <laughs> um, when you were finally in front of that person and I want to, I don't want to make this like a PSA for therapy, but everybody go get therapy. Um, <laughs> but you, you said something that I relate to a lot, which is, like the person you saw when you were in ninth grade or whatever. Was there anything that led to that? Like while your mom was like, Hey guys, we're all going to go see therapists. Um, I mean like my sister growing up, she was kind of like the rebellious kind of okay. um, daughter. So, I mean, my mom wanted her to get therapy. Like, She's rebellious. You're quiet. We're all going to go. Yeah, pretty okay. much. Yeah, exactly. Um, <laughs> but like seeing someone who's like, yeah, a nice Christian lady. Um, 
they're like it's so important to find someone that you like vibe with yes and i think yes. people especially people that have never done therapy before they're like they go to one person they're like this isn't working and then yeah it's like i've decided therapy doesn't work that's what like, happened oh, to me yeah yeah um, exactly my my crude requirements when i first went to therapy were like uh it has to be a woman yeah because men intimidate me and i don't i won't be honest <laughs> makes sense uh and then she has to be like younger not younger than me but like younger in general because if i can't say like cock comfortably <laughs> <laughs> and you know like yeah. i don't want someone my grandma's age to be like uh <laughs> <laughs> even yeah. thinking about it i can't say the word now right um so yeah that i definitely i think there's value in I know you kind of like breezed by that, but I think that's so important to find that person. <laughs> it is. Um, yeah. Was the first person you went to ended up being that person for you when you were older? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I just, I just stuck with her. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, it worked, it worked really well between me and her. So How were those was, first couple sessions? <laughs> it was, I was definitely a little bit on edge, a little bit nervous yeah. talking about everything. Cause that had been the first time really that I was being that vulnerable with someone about, like what I, I had been experiencing like most of my life. Yeah. So I was definitely scared to start opening up, but I mean, she definitely was good at creating like a safe atmosphere. Yeah. So she just, she didn't prod, which I liked cause I don't like to be poked for information too much. <laughs> like, like I don't mind if you do it cause you're cool. But like when I'm like insecure like that, then, <laughs> yeah, for sure. then it's hard for me to like warm up to someone. But you know, I, I took the time that I needed at my own kind of pace. And then we just, you know, kind of went after that, you know, just taking things as we needed to. Yeah. So I like, uh, you point out the pace too. Cause that's, that's a lesson that I'm learning right now. Just like on the other side of that as the therapist, yeah. just to like slow down, <laughs> especially doing this podcast. Cause I'm like, all right, got to get as much as I can in an hour and a half. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> what do you mean? I have to see these people for 10 sessions. Um, <laughs> Yeah, that's pacing. So, yeah. Especially, I imagine, for the, the quiet kid. Self-described quiet kid, like, yeah. take your time. <laughs> for sure. Um, mm -hmm. You mentioned depression. I know outside of this, we talked about anxiety a little. Yeah. How did those show up in your life up until that point? I mean, they were, like, best buddies. But, like, what? <laughs> well, what? but how do they manifest? Is it, <laughs> like, is it sleeping all day? Is it, uh, what, is, what does anxiety see, look like see. when you're... Anxiety. I remember. I would always have those butterflies in my stomach, kind of thing. Constantly worried something's going to go wrong, or um, was it a fear? Not, um, not generalized anxiety, but social anxiety. Okay. So I was like, I wasn't worried. You know, um, I was mostly worried about like just talking to people, and you know, if someone talks to me, what do I say to them? What if I stutter? What if I choke on my own spit? Kind of thing, like. All these, all these things that in hindsight were not that big of a deal, but they were a huge deal to me at the time. Like I remember like when I would get ready in the morning in my bathroom, like I was super self-conscious about like my hair and like, I couldn't have any hair sticking up. It had to be combed just the right way. And if I was walking into high school and the wind was blowing, I would just be so upset every single day cause it would mess up my hair yeah. and then I had to fix it so that it looked quote unquote normal. And then I would just because in your mind if it's messed up someone's gonna be like yeah what's going on with your hair yeah well not even that i was more worried about like what people were saying inside their heads to me kind of thing uh, so like i would be afraid if my hair is parted the wrong way or whatever yeah. the people, stuff that's way out of your control yeah like people pe are thinking yeah or if people are like whispering like oh look at jacob's hair yeah. it, it's it's um it's very slightly curved the wrong way <laughs> what a loser kind of thing uh-huh <laughs> so yeah that was what i was mainly worried about okay okay yeah, that's, uh, I, I, I get that. <laughs> um, so you start seeing somebody. Yes. Eventually you start feeling a little better. Yep. Um, and then is what, what does that look like? Like making the decision, like, Hey, I'm going to go to grad school. Hey, I liked this experience. I'm going to do what that person was doing. Yeah. And working like that's a whole other thing, right? When do you start yeah. working at the hospital? I hate when we, well, that was, it'll be three years ago in June. So I guess like right around the same time, like yeah, pretty much, say, huh? <laughs> like right around like there. Piling it up. Yeah. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I mean, how it went for me, I went to therapy. Um, 
a number of sessions and she recommended that I go to my PCP and get some anxiety and depression medication. Well, not depression medication, but like sleep medication. Okay. And so that's been working well for me, uh, you know, ever since then. Yeah. Um, so I was in therapy. Um, I got into my first romantic relationship right around that, that time too. Um, that was fun. Can we dive into that? Is we that can. okay? Yeah, we so can. What I mean, generally speaking, I'm always interested in that, but like from the standpoint of like, I don't fucking talk to people. I don't hang out with people. Yeah. Tell me about what that looks like and how that played out. Oh, geez. I could talk for a, a little long time about that, but I really should. <laughs> but it was, it was, I would say overall a, a good experience for me yeah. in general. Cause uh, this girl, I, I dated her for about a year. Okay. And so yeah, for my first relationship at 20, 23, 24, pretty good. But how do you like, what does but, that look like even meeting the person? Well, we met on a dating app actually. Okay. Cause well, you, yeah, you got on a dating app. Yeah. I got All on right. a dating app. Yeah. <laughs> I had that much confidence. That yeah. was pretty cool. That's a huge turnaround. Heck yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so we met on a dating app. We were talking for you know a few days we met up in person had a few dates she was coming over hanging out that kind of stuff yeah and it was it was a lot of kind of young and dumb love because yeah. i never had a relationship before so i was kind of you young know and dumb. young and dumb yeah <laughs> so that's that's how it went yeah so it was it was really fun you know we spent a lot of time together she actually moved in for a few months for like oh, you guys dived in we did yeah <laughs> it wasn't a good thing at the end but okay. you know yeah. it was okay learning experience that's yeah that was, it was a great learning experience i would say was part of you like i'm gonna make up for lost time yeah <laughs> maybe maybe a little bit yeah <laughs> yeah okay um that's good. and then do you does that bleed into like making more social relationships um yeah actually okay yeah because i was i was uh meeting her friends and stuff like that too yeah, so yeah. that was fun spending time with um things like that being more social so that did was, that feel like it might have been uh, a little bit easier, like in a good way where you kind of like, um, I mean, you weren't married, but like the phrasing marry into that friendship circle. Yeah. So you like, don't have to like build a whole friendship circle. Yeah. I got this one. And, yeah. I mean, like having that kind of anchor, like knowing this one person that I'm dating, like it's a lot easier to like, yeah. excuse me. It's a lot easier to like start making friendships or relationships like with the other people in their life. Yeah. So that was, you know, a smooth transition, I would say. For sure. <laughs> um, so that ends. You're still hanging out with people. Yeah. Whole new Jacob. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then when is grad school always on your radar? Just given your academic performance, is that just always something you're like, I don't know what it'll be yet, but that's probably what I'll do next. Well, you know, um, <clears throat> I was studying psychology um graduated like right before when covid hit pretty bad like right before it hit and so i took um i took a year i think off from school i worked at this place for uh people with tbis for about a year okay. um traumatic brain injuries yes what a specific place yeah it was i think they're out of business now but it was a good experience so worked there for a year i quit um this was during covid you worked there yes okay yeah i believe so um and then quit there got a job at havenwick and um oh geez i think like i was def i was working at havenwick still when i applied for grad school but like i was still trying to figure out where i wanted to take my schooling because um, I can't come to find out psychology is not the same thing as counseling, Yeah, yeah. which is, I wish I knew tell that. You that they don't, <laughs> they don't. And they yeah. should, but I figured out that like, I knew I wanted to do therapy, but I thought that you had to study psychology to do therapy. Yeah. But ended up, that's not the case. You study psychology to do research and to teach and yeah. assessments and stuff like that. So, um, I'm looking at schools, trying to find a good program and, um, OU's got the counseling program, so I figured right in your might as well. Down the street from your yeah, work. Yeah, <laughs> there you go. So it just worked out. Um, and then with Havenwick, and I, I want to ask you like specific stuff uh, for obvious reasons, but okay, are there? have you worked with multiple populations there? Or do you have um, one that you 
typically work with? Mostly with the adult males. Okay. Um, every now and then I'll work with a different unit with different, slightly different population. Okay. Um, I don't like to work with kids on the kids unit. I don't like to work over there. <laughs> what reason is like, why? Because I, mean, I mind. I'm just curious. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, part of it is just that on the kids unit, they do things a lot different, not a lot different, but noticeably different than on the adult units. And that just already is hard to get used to yeah. when I'm used to doing things one way. And then you have to like change it for the kids unit. Yeah. Um, and it's just, I find it, difficult to like relate to kids i feel like in a way um and it i don't know i just i I just work better with adults i feel like because like with kids they can be annoying and bratty (laughs) and they can get on your nerves (laughs) and the adults the adult patients can do that too yeah so but um yeah i mostly work with the adult males okay um do you think because that's they're going to be in some sort of crisis when they're there, right? Um, yeah. So how has that been? Cause that's one thing like, uh, you know, I'm looking down like internships and stuff and uh-huh. I could easily get an internship done in one semester by going to like a clinical mental health place yeah, uh, or an inpatient place where you're just handed a caseload and you're like, here you go. Uh-huh. Uh, but like, I don't want people that are always in crisis. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, cause that can be very heavy. So right. How have you, how have you done that? Like, has, have you found that to be heavy? And if not, like, how do you release all that and cope mm-hmm. with the stuff that you hear and see? Um, well, I mean, there's, you know, obviously there's a lot of individual differences between the patients, even on the yeah. same unit. Like some of them will be petitioned there because they, you know, stopped taking their medication and they ran out into traffic um, or because they um, violated their court order. They'd missed an appointment. They got to go right back to inpatient. Um, so it just kind of depends. You know, it's you, you don't really get to see like exactly what kind of crisis it is until they're on the stretcher in front of you and you're in the intake room with them. That's what I'm saying. It's immediate crisis. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, like, I mean, some of them will like have substance use problems. Um, some of them will just have, you know, just, you know, psychosis for, you know, any number of reasons. Um, and psychosis can have varying levels of severity too. Yeah. So, I mean, it just kind of depends. You kind of take it as it comes. Um, like the really psychotic patients, obviously they're a lot, you know, more difficult to deal with in their own various ways, you know, whether, but was it ever harder, like maybe in the beginning than it is now to like leave there and like let that go and not bring it home and not think about it. I think when I first started working there, yeah, it was on my mind a lot more because I had never really worked in a hospital setting of any kind before, let alone, you know, um, psychiatric hospital. So that was a big adjustment for me at the time. Um, but, you know, after working there for this long, I'm pretty good about not taking my work home with me. So, I mean, like I I barely even think about work at all anymore when I'm not on the clock. Like, yeah. Unless like the scheduler texts me to come in. So do, do you just I'm so curious about that, because like, is yeah. it incorporating some form of like self-care or is it just like used to this now it doesn't even phase me i don't even think about it i think it's more self-care if anything okay uh, the way i always try to look at it i seen this saying a long time ago but it's always stuck with me is that you can't you can't take care of anyone else unless you can take care of yourself kind of thing yeah. and so i always try to like live my life with that assumption where like yeah i obviously care about the patients that i work with you know i i care about helping them and stabilizing them and getting them to be where they need to be so that they can be successful in life yeah. but i can't do that at the detriment of myself to a certain point you know yeah. like i have to go home at some point and relax and live my life you know i can't be working you know 16 hour shifts day in day out back yeah. to back to back to back because i care about these guys like take you know you, you yeah you give so much away and then you have nothing left for yourself so i really try to keep that in my own head so that i don't feel guilty about going home at the end of the day because you know you you could always get into the mindset of well this these patients really need my help i could you know they're short-staffed they need they need assistance i could stay an extra four hours just to 
you know, lend a hand, even though I've got stuff going on tomorrow, you know? So it it can be easy. I cut my arm off and give them an arm. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And I mean, I, I'll like some coworkers I've noticed they like, they struggled with that before too. Yeah. You know, I mean, I think that's just common in the whole helping professions. Yeah. So figure out those boundaries and self-care. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm, I'm really glad that I'm able to find that balance for myself personally. Is that something you want to do after you get licensed too? Like inpatient? Yeah. No, not a chance. <laughs> not a chance. No. Just checking. Because I don't, it's good work. Yeah. I like being able to help people, but I don't like having to, you know, take someone down and force medication on them. Because that's one of the job duties, unfortunately, is that whether it be a court order or it be for immediate, you know, aggression or safety, like there are times when we do have to like physically hold down a patient because they're not in the right state of mind. They're going to hurt someone or themselves and we have to give them medication against their will. And I'll, I'll tell you the first time that I witnessed that it was horrifying. It was, oh, it was borderline traumatizing and it, it is traumatizing even for, you know, <laughs> not, not borderline. Yeah. Traumatizing. Yeah. For not just for the staff, but for the patients too, which is why there's so many just mixed feelings that go into it because yeah. it really boils down to, you know, the ends justify the means because there's at this point, there's not much, there's nothing else that we can do in that moment of immediate crisis. That is, we need everyone to chill out and yeah. Medication for some people is the only way we can chill out. Yeah. Unfortunately. (laughs) So that's something that I don't like having to do because you know, it having to do that, it also presents safety concerns for the staff and the patients, you know, having to hold someone down. Oh, yeah. They're resisting, they're throwing punches, they're spitting, they're biting. I got biting. a friend of mine in our program that works at another inpatient place and like, yeah, she's had hair pulled down and yeah. Yeah. hit in the face and you're like, Jesus. Oh man. yeah. Yeah. There's, I mean, I definitely don't like that part about it. <laughs> I tried, I tried my, I try to justify it after the end because like, Patients that really need that kind of help, they, they get that kind of help. And then you can, you can see the turnaround versus when they first got there, they're super psychotic. Oh yeah. And then at the end of their stay, they're, you know, again, quote unquote normal, just like me and you having, you know, conversations, being polite, being respectful, yeah. cooperative. The chemicals all balanced out. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, I, I always love to see that where people come in at their worst and they leave at their best. Yeah. Maybe not yeah, their best, but. Be, but that's gotta be rewarding. To oh see yeah. That turnaround. A hundred percent. So. I mean, we're pretty much current, but I'm wondering, like, yeah. uh, as far as, like, how are you feeling now with social relationships? Uh, you Sounds like you had some pretty good extreme examples of romantic relationships <laughs> with one relationship. Yeah. Um, yeah. Things balanced out now. How are the dating apps? <laughs> oh, boy. That's definitely something. I mean, I've been, I've been trying dating apps still a little bit. Yeah. Um, haven't really gotten any results just yet. But I don't, I don't know. We're hanging in there. Like. If I, if those were around when I was single. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Like at best and best is a weird word to use for this scenario, but like Uh Craigslist. (laughs) Yeah. I don't know. Um, (laughs) Not great. Um, Uh, Is there anything I didn't ask you about? You want to talk about? Oh, uh, oh my God. Where does baking come in? (laughs) Baking. (laughs) So baking comes in when I was still living with uh, my parents so probably during um, either OCC or OU undergrad time okay. where I was, <clears throat> I was definitely considering moving out at that point. Cause I, I'm in my early twenties and, you know, still living with my parents and not that that's a bad thing necessarily, yeah. but I'm ready to, you know, start gaining my own, you know, to gain more independence and freedom. Yeah. And so I didn't really have an idea of who to move out with at the time, but um, ended up that I moved out with my sister, which kind of worked out, but I was, you know, the idea was in my head of moving out. So I was wanting to like learn the life skills that I would need, like take care of myself, like living by living in my own place. So I really was like having my mom teach me some more in-depth things about cooking and baking and things like that. So that's where I kind of picked it up and kind of fell in love with it a lot. What about it? Um, and I, I preface this with, we, I did a whole self-care series uh, a year or two ago. Uh-huh. And one of the episodes was on cooking as a form of self-care. Because yeah. you can just kind of like get in this like Zen mind state and you're yeah. just like in your zone. And, and uh, a lot of people related to that. Yeah. I'm curious if that's what that was for you. 
Uh-huh. Um, and it's just kind of not only a way, based on everything you told me today, you know, like a coping method for not feeling great about yourself because it kind of, yeah. I imagine, mentally takes you out of that for a while. Um, uh-huh. And then just also like being like, oh, I have a passion or I have something I, I enjoy doing. Right. And that's cool. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I feel like baking slash cooking as a coping skill for me um like if i'm feeling in a shitty depressed mood like it's hard for me to find the motivation to like actually make anything okay but i know that like if i do that i'll feel better yeah you know it's just um for me more it's more like it gives me like the creative freedom to like cook how i want to using whatever kind of ingredients to make something that turns out real well kind of thing um, baking in particular, I just like that it's precise, I guess. Um, it's the accountant coming out. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe a little bit. Yeah. Maybe. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. I, uh, I eat baked goods when I'm depressed. Yeah. <laughs> I, don't, I don't make baked goods. I eat them. Uh-huh. Um, all right. Well, yeah, I was just curious about that. So yeah, for sure. I found, I found something you like, and I'm glad you said creative, creativity. creativity. I was going to say creativity yeah. and then I stopped said it real weird anyway because <laughs> uh, like my wife for instance loves cooking and and getting in baking a little bit but she's always like i'm not creative at all and i was like that's a form of like it what, is what you're doing it's a creative. it's a form of art yeah <laughs> yeah um she finally came around to that yeah i think after that episode when i interviewed people about self-care and cooking uh-huh. <laughs> it's called culinary yeah. arts for a reason yeah yeah baby <laughs> there you go oh where was that line a year and a half ago? <laughs> Damn it, Jacob. Yep. Um, well, all right. Well, thanks. Yeah, no problem. You and I have lots in common. My request is sent. Would you like to be my friend? Would you like to be my friend? All right. You just listened to my interview with Jacob Bellamy. I loved it. Um, it's so, it's so funny to me when people go from no relationships to like all in feet first whole nine, uh, cause it can, I feel like it can go so many different ways. Um, you know, we didn't, we didn't dive too deep, but obviously that did not end well for Jacob, but then I have friends that have done that and, uh, it's like, oh yeah, this is first person they dated and we moved in and we're married and here's our three kids. And you're like, wow, like luck, either luck of the draw or denial. I don't know. I don't know what you call that. I'm just reflecting. <laughs> uh, um, I forgot to, Oh my God, maybe I'll text him now. Now I'm just babbling. I'm just babbling. Does anyone listen to this part of the podcast? Um, I forgot to ask Jacob, if I, he works at a hospital that I went to when I was a child and I wanted to draw a diagram and be like, is it like I remember? <laughs> Probably not, right? I hope not. If buildings look the same after 30 years. I'm doing something wrong, I think. Maybe unless it's a old building. That just reminds me of old architecture and I don't believe a thing I just said. Because if you have old buildings and you can keep them looking original, i.e. old, while still maintaining their integrity. Oh, I'm just going on a tangent about buildings now. What happened? How did we get here? This <laughs> so quickly got derailed. If you aren't listening to this, I understand why you wouldn't. It doesn't make a lot of sense. Um, but I, I gotta say, and I mentioned this in the beginning, I feel like I've been doing too much in the beginning. So then I get in my head about it and I'm like, shut up, let them hear the podcast. You can, you can babble at the end and I will, and I do, and I am. Hello. Um, but Jacob is one of a few quiet people that were in a specific class that I was in that I was like, I need to find out more about you. And that has been a thing for me forever. Uh, and I've tried to figure that out. Like the, 
need to be inclusive. I don't, and I, I don't think it's a bad thing to be inclusive. Um, but I think there's probably some projection of like, I need to make sure that person knows that they are welcome and included because otherwise they might think that they are unwelcome and excluded. And I think in some ways I'm probably just talking to some younger version of myself that felt that way, but who knows really went a different direction with this outro. Let's go back to old buildings. What are we? <laughs> oh, I'm doing this outro on Sunday night. It's been a long weekend. So I'm, I'm a little loopy. I'm not thinking straight. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. That's about it. Um, I do like Jacob's openness to talk about like, and, and his awareness, uh, of being like, no, I've had enough of this. I'm going to seek out some help and go from there. And look at that. Look at that. It worked. And now here we are. Um, I really am babbling. I feel like my mind is foggy and a little tired and I keep looking at these guitar chords. In my new podcast setup, there's a dry erase board across from me. And that's fine, but there's a bunch of guitar chords that I wrote on it. And now I'm just keep thinking of playing those chords on guitar. Cause there's one of them, like, I don't know what it is. I don't know what song it is. There's three songs that are named. I know what those are. There's one song that isn't named, but the verse is written with it. So I know what that is, but what are those chords for? F, C, D minor, B flat. I don't know. Sounds like a freaking Counting Crow song, though. F, C, D minor, B flat is probably at least five Counting Crow songs. <laughs> oh, it's funny because it's true. Um, all right. I really am rambling now. Sorry, Jacob. <laughs> it's, your episode has turned into a conversation about buildings and Counting Crow songs. Um, that's about it guys 160 episodes and that's 160 interviews i think episodes were probably at like two i don't know 15 212 something like that crazy and i have so many good interviews coming up too this has been just this wonderful string of interviews um and it's not a coincidence that all the people that i've talked to that are in the counseling program have uh, an adapted worldview, personal view, a, a self-awareness. Because um, you kind of have to do work on yourself or understand how you function <laughs> in order to get to that point. So, yeah, I'm very excited about that. Excited about this podcast. 40 more episodes. I mean, maybe. Still kicking around that idea. Until then, though, I'll leave you with this. Okay. Bye-bye.